Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Board NBA YouTube channel for Pick and Roll. This is your NBA discussion and betting show that goes live right here every weekday to give you, again, those picks, those pieces of discussion. So if you're enjoying the content, you enjoyed the 3-0 sweep from yesterday, make sure you please smash that like button to support the channel and also subscribe to the Board NBA for more content like this five times a week. If you're watching on Twitter, Please like and share. If you're watching or listening, rather, in podcast form, please rate and review five stars. And we appreciate everybody waiting around for the picks for today. Two official plays coming for you a little bit later today. But we want to recap the uh, big sweats, three picks, three wins, all three. Well, I'd say pretty much two where one in particular was really a really big sweat. One needed overtime and the other one, I believe, cashed before the overtime in that crazy Lakers Dallas game. Um, I did not stay up for that, so I woke up to kind of the madness of that one. But anyways, let's pull up the odds, or let's pull up the record from the season. So great record, 63-44 and 44 on the season. Outstanding, I- I'd say. Uh, plus 11 units and the three wins from yesterday. First one will go chronologically. So I'm a Raptors fan. I was watching this one. Uh, Gary Trent, LaMelo Ball. We had Trent on points, 16.5. LaMelo on assists, 6.5. Uh, Gary Trent probably should have covered this twice but he kept missing shots in the fourth quarter he had he had a layup on a fast break that he airballed because he took too long to shoot which would have got him over he had a three that rolled around the rim and came out that also would have put him over it took the charlotte hornets down by 10 late they fouled him uh, on an inbound pass and his free throws that got over though he got two more free throws later then the hornets down by 10 still (laughs) Uh, Lamelo balls on six assists. Really, they probably should have just dribbled at the clock. Lamelo gets past uh, a defender and finds Mason Plumley wide open at the rim, and he makes the layup and uh, cashes that one. Pips, I know uh, I, I kind of summed it all up there, but uh, your your viewpoint on this one, watching Gary Trent Lamelo ball. Yeah, it was very difficult uh, because, uh, as I told you privately, like with uh, they had fifteen and six with 11 minutes left in the fourth. So I was like, okay, this is going well, like easy cash. And then <laughs> he cashed in the last minute. It was like very sweat, very sweaty. And yeah, but of course we, we get there and make up for some big, big losses this, this, this week. Yeah. And yeah, I think Gary Trent, like that was probably the best bet of, of the entire slate. I was, I was thinking, should I go with Gary Trent or Siakam? But I knew like that Gary Trent will have like wide open shots, and he was shooting so well prior to that. Like, if he scored like thirty five points, it will be like, yeah, okay, game. Like because if we consider the shots he was getting, like I think he had like nine, eight, or nine wide open threes, and without contest, like he could drink a coffee, like and just shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't expect uh, some adjustment from the from you guys where that you weren't giving the Plumley easy shots like you did in the first game. And Lamelo had seven <laughs> assists to Plumley in that first game. So if when you take that, you had uh, he had troubles getting assists. But the last one was to do Plumley. So <laughs> I, I, I just. 
was watching Trent play, I'm like, man, like this is the handicap is so on point here. He is so open yeah. all the time, but he just isn't finishing. But yeah. uh, at least for the sake yeah, of the same they, they, they were always help. Lamelo was always helping on Siakam on drives, especially in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Siakam still got his points, which is nice to see. Yeah. So whichever way it would have gone for the same game parlay, uh, thankfully would have cashed. Let's move into the Lakers one. So uh, the Doncic and Hardaway bet. Does not need overtime, but it did go to overtime. But uh, was nice to see that one cash. The Christian Wood Spencer didn't what he play. Did however need overtime. I so I mean I I, I work long hours. I need my sleep. So I, I I was like just started the third quarter when I went to sleep. I was kind of following the game. I'm like this looks like more than on pace to to cash for us. Uh, it ended up being quite a sweat for one of them. It goes into double overtime. It was 59-48 at half, and then the double overtime ended like 119 to like 113 something. So pretty low scoring game from that point on. Uh, Pips, just your full analysis on the handicap and the plays here because uh, people like me missed out on watching it. This was one of the worst games I ever seen. Like <laughs> they were just entire game was LeBron isolation, double team in the post kickout. Luka Doncic isolation, double team kick out. Like the entire game, like they and the things are weren't working, like because they are they weren't scoring points and they just keep doing the yeah. same stupid thing. Like I was like tortured to, to be to my I was like last last bet of the night. Like I watched that game and I watched it for like three hours and it was so so, so tiring and so so boring to watch. I mean and you say like two overtimes, okay. You think like it's amazing game, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's frustrating as hell. Uh, the first thing, uh, the interesting part was uh, Luka Doncic's last assist, seventh assist, and Tim Hardaway Jr. about third three, where like uh, Luka Doncic passed to, to him out of a blitz, like they were he was blitzed and then tip he passed to the Hardaway Jr. So we cashed both on the same play, which was kind of interesting because that was. The thing I said in the, in my uh, analysis, and the second one was obviously Christian would cover this pretty easily. It was like early in the fourth, yeah. But Spencer Dinwiddie, <laughs> I, I I I like nothing on him actually. Like they were just playing stupid ball, <laughs> and I'll explain why. So he had third assist uh, one minute into the second half. So and then he went twenty five minutes. Of playing time on the court without an assist, and why is that? Because he was standing in the corner and playing like a PJ Tucker. They had Tim Hardaway Jr., who is a shooter, pull-up shooter, catch and shoot guy, running a pick and roll, and Spencer David is standing in the corner. If if they just ran the opposite way, this game wouldn't be close to the overtime. Mavericks will win easily. Like. Yep. I, I just don't understand, the, the, like, and Hardaway had some turnovers, and, like, you have Hardaway Jr. running a point with Spencer Divindy staying in the corner as a catch-and-shoot catch guy. And then, in the overtime, they went to the Spencer Divindy, and he had two crazy dunks, 10 points, and assists. Like, why didn't you do that earlier? I mean, that, that was crazy. And, yeah, the main reason is, in the last game, they ran Spencer Dinwiddie as as their uh, point guy when Luka Doncic was taking a rest or trying to attack off the ball. But in this game, they had just Hardaway Jr. and 
Spencer didn't didn't have many on ball reps, so I think we are actually pretty <laughs> should feel pretty well that this catch this cash. Uh, but yeah, I I mean weird game. Like I don't know what was what, what were Marks thinking. Like why would you do that? Like that's, that's I think yeah, uh, I'm just kind of laughing. All three picks won, and you're still upset with the game. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm it happy was a three no sweep after all. <laughs> I just don't don't understand. We could lose this bet, and I would be furious. Yes, uh, yes, because I think why? all of them, all of them could have lost pretty easily. Uh, so uh, Hardaway Junior. and Doncic, I don't That's think so. That one, that yeah, one, but the other two for sure. Yeah, yeah. But hey, we take it. We had a couple of injuries that uh, hurt some bets, so. Uh, a little bit of yeah. extra luck on our side. Uh, so I had a conversation before you came in here with the YouTube chat. Uh, I, I was in the chat there. And um, people are, uh, again, asking if this is a, a hook win on Dinwiddie, three and a half, because he got four assists. Uh, again, the the criteria for a hook would have to be a lot more than just a number like that. Because, like, for, for instance, Shagulis Alexander gets 30 instead of 30 to, on the 30 and a half point line. That goes under. That is, like... Uh, you're you're way you're like above 95% of the way to hitting the over there. Whereas Spencer Dinwiddie, let's say he finished on three assists, that's 75% of the way to where he needs to go. That's a big discrepancy. So the numbers this low, each assist is way more valuable to that over. And each for Hardaway, because he went over by half a, a three-pointer, those are way more valuable to that bet rather than one point for Shea Gildas Alexander. Now, one point, obviously, is the difference between a win or a loss, but the mm. there is a lot more variance involved with those higher numbers, which is why uh, you say win or lose by the hook. But a number this small, like you're betting into a small market, each each individual moment has much more significance to that bet. So that's why it doesn't constitute a hook. But uh, two pieces of discussion that we wanted to talk about that Pips brought up to me that I thought were interesting pieces here. Um, first one, Ben Simmons. So we spoke about uh, the Suns and losing Booker, how significant that is for them. Well, now we have to speak about Brooklyn, how significant potentially um, Ben Simmons, sorry, Kevin Durant's injury is going to be. And Ben Simmons, not only did he not score yesterday, I'll pull up here. He had a, you know, not a horrible game, nine rebounds, 13 assists, two steals, over three from the field. He had a another moment, like there was that layup in the game seven against the Hawks that he passed to Matisse Thibel. And Thibel, not a great free throw shooter, goes one and one at the one for one for two at the line, which was actually quite significant late in that game seven. If Simmons just laid it up past Trey Young, I think the Sixers win that series. Anyways, uh, zero points yesterday. And there was one moment where he had a layup, and Luke Cornett was kind of the help defender coming through, but it really seemed like this was one that Simmons should have just laid in and he made an errant pass in the process. Yeah. Uh, The pass, like he just, I think he like lasered the pass. I forget who the teammate was, but uh, it, I I just, you kind of wanted to bring this up. So I guess you can kind of take the lead. What, what sort of narratives do you want to draw from this? No, I I actually think he's so passive and afraid to just get down and be aggressive and attack the rim because he can shoot free throws like i think that's that's the the biggest issue he, he's embarrassed to, to go yeah. to the line when you look at him and he's shooting free throws he's like scared man like interesting interesting stat. like over the last 
I don't know, like two months, he made one free throw. He is one for 13 from the free throw line over the last two months. One from 13. Like I'll score like half. I'll score I'll score six or seven. And I actually didn't play a lot of basketball in my life. I did I did four, I think, come Yeah. I mean, like what's going on there? Like you are a professional basketball player playing for like all the, the entire life. You are one for 13 and you are like playing a point guard. Like, like at least Shaq hit, would hit six of those. Or yeah. So. Like, yeah, that's one of them. But I think what's, what's more striking than like as bad as one for 13 is that is uh, uh, how many games is here? That's around 15 to 20 games. And he's only taken 13 free throws. So it's not just he's missing them. He has only taken 13 free throws. This is a guy who is consistently getting to the rim and is really difficult to guard when he's at his best. And he's only taken 13. So he's not getting fouled. Like, there's guys like like Siakam could take that in a single game right now, that many free throws. And he's got that in like, like a 20-game sample, which is it, it's showing that he's not getting fouled because he's not putting himself in a position to get fouled because he's so worried about shooting these free throws. So for me, I'll it's a mental say, thing. I'll just say Ben is having uh, a one free throw a game average more than Siakam in his career. Like, and we just see this is exactly that. But you said, like, you have Siakam getting to the line, like, eight to nine times a game. And we have Ben Simmons with 0. 0.5. Uh, free throw attempts per game this season like over the last 20 games as you said like what <laughs> yeah that, that's just unbelievable like okay and you can't shoot so you should just drive to the rim so you are never shooting you, you are never settling for a jump shot you are always driving to the rim and you are not no. getting to the line now exactly you are big that. you have a huge advantage for like 95 90 percent of the players in the league and you never get to the to the free throw line. That's like that's mental. Like that's that's there's no way that he he's unable to do that. It's like a mental thing. So and he, if he continues yeah. playing that that passive and, and not doing not not at least putting like ten points on, on the board, uh Nets are in that trouble. So people like to have conversations about what's the most important thing for an athlete to have. Is it hard work or is it just natural? ability i think the third thing is the most important it's the confidence if you're not confident no matter how good you are no matter who you are you cannot execute when if you go to like the sports psychology of it an athlete's at their best when they're operating second nature they don't need to think they just execute they know what they're doing when you think about things more this is why free throw percentages drop in the clutch because when you think about your play more you're thinking about how you're holding the ball your release all that in the sports psychology sense you return to your more amateur status in the mind because you're thinking about everything rather than just executing and just doing it like you like you've always been able to do. Ben Simmons, his confidence is down, so he's not executing his second nature. He's overthinking everything, and that's part of where the problem lies for the player. So, it's it, it. I know people. It's fun to rag on Ben Simmons. It's funny, but it is kind of sad to see uh, somebody kind of just shattered mentally, yeah. and hopefully he can find that confidence again. So I, I, I even stayed for the press conference because I knew he, he will be up. And he said, oh, I know, I, I, like they asked him, 
what he need to do like in the future and he I need to be more aggressive I need to attack the rim I need to score and I wouldn't be surprised if he said all that in the next game he scored again zero points yeah because yeah. he had it's so many weird. like he said the same thing like over the last so many times like I need to be more aggressive I will be more aggressive I will score more I will look more and then you know like what's how can you be like that I think being aggressive is a decision like you just mm-hmm. you decide to be aggressive or you decide to not be aggressive. You can just say, Oh, I will be aggressive and then be completely passive. That's like what, what's wrong with you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was that, that one play in particular. I, I can't show it to you guys for like copyright. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I, 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 if you I guys if you guys like go on Twitter, like there's just one he's just gotta shoot that uh, straight up. All right. Uh let's move into uh, ne- well, we'll go brief into this one. There's nothing Pips wanted to discuss. The Oklahoma City Thunder are low-key, like kind of good right now, which is a bit strange. So beyond just over here, they've won four of their last six all by double digits. They beat Boston by 33, Washington by 17, Dallas by 11, and 19 against the Sixers. The Sixers, by the way, yesterday were 10-point favorites, and the, the Thunder beat them by 19. In one of the losses, they lost by one to the Heat in that game where the Heat hit, had the historic 44-40 night from the line. Um, and I'm still 12. Sorry. And won only by one, and won lost by, only one. by one point. Yeah, that's amazing. They're still 12th in the West, but... What what's been going on here with the Thunder? You think they are playing hard and they have great coach and Shai Shay is probably top five players in the league right now. Like mm-hmm. you just you're, you're, he's unstoppable. Like he's getting Harden prime Harden like double teaming like every game entire game and he if, if the game is close he's scoring thirty five points easily no matter the matchup like. 76 is a difficult matchup for, 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 for inside finishers because they beat inside. And he was just like, no problems. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just do it. And the other guy started shooting well. We had Giddy some improvement. We have yeah, this yeah. Jalen Williams player playing great. And Treman is stepping up. He's amazing shooter. Of the bench, uh, I actually like his six-man role, and yeah, this team is like, and they're all do, doing all this without Chet Holm Holger. Like, if he was available, they'll probably play off team. Like, it's amazing for like bunch of unknown guys in shape. Yeah, they've been very impressive. Lou Dort, outstanding defender. Shea's playing like not just an all-star, maybe all NBA, maybe near MVP caliber. Um, Josh Giddy doesn't really get a lot of respect in the media, but he's been absolutely balling lately. So um, a lot to be seen. Jalen Williams as well. There's there's two Jalen Williams. Is, is the the guard Jaylen forward one? And Jaylen. <laughs> yeah, um, the the better one who was a first round pick. He's uh, he's probably going to make an all rookie team. Uh, I think he's on pace to make the all rookie second team this year. So yeah, fun he's, times he's for OKC. Uh, let's move now into the official pick segment of the show. Two official picks for you guys today. Pretty pretty loaded slate here uh, in terms of just overall games. First one, a guy that we talk about a lot because we like to rag on um, Nikola Vucevic quite a bit because of this guy getting traded for him. And uh, that's Wendell Carter on the first one. Straight play here. So I, I really like this one because obviously we are betting the entire season uh, almost all over against Utah. Like, I don't think we missed a bunch of games betting against Utah Jazz and Houston Rockets. Like, 
that's our our go-to move and we've done so well with it <laughs> and like why just not continue with it yes so uh i'll just say over the, over the last 10 games in 28 and more minutes for Wendell Carter he's hit over of this uh, in 8 out of the 10 with 26.5 average and the losses came with 23 so he didn't have under 23 points and rebounds in like 10 straight games and he's getting minutes he's out of the minutes restriction he's probably playing like 30 or 32 minutes tonight and with those minutes his average is way below way above this uh, above this and like his average on the season when you when you include all the tough matchups and the good ones average is well above this line by two points when he get the minutes and utah jazz is like allowing the third most rebounds and the most points to opposing centers like that's the most positive matchup you can get in the yes. entire season and he's the line is two points under his season average like and he now have has fools to play with instead of Cole Anthony and some other shooting guard point guard that are actually shoot first not not pass first guys like the Fultz is so I love his play against the with Fultz also he is actually a, a big that can shoot and Utah Jazz is allowing a lot of mid-range shots uh threes because they're playing one of the deepest drop coverage that there is in the entire league. And yeah, I just, just love the spot. And he's strong. He, he, he can post up. He can score via pick and roll, pick and pop. He's all-around guy. He's he's actually like a very efficient scorer. He's shooting 53% uh, from, from the field this season and followed by, by almost 37% from the three. So like he's... he's very very efficient and when he gets the minutes and i i just love this spot for him yeah so that was when you're also getting most money on this which is absolutely incredible yes um you like to bet against utah when it's an opposition big so wendell carter there under his normal line this is a wendell carter points rebounds above 24 and a half that's plus 105 on DraftKings. so a really good number there and possibly we could see some movement from that over the course of the day. Let's move into the second one. It's same game parlay. Somebody in the chat uh, had a little bit of a guess that uh, we'd see Alperen Shengun show up today. And we do. The Rockets using him more in their offense. And what do you know? The Rockets offense has looked a little bit better. I'm sure you can attest more to that as he's involved with Jalen Green here. Yeah, so we are combining Jalen Green over 19 and a half points, which Alperen Shingun over 10 and a half assists, which is minus 115 at Fendel. So, yeah, Kevin Porton Jr. is out. And I'm hoping hoping that we see they play through Alperen Shingun. Like, that's mind-blowing. I said this so many times. Like, why don't you just play through this guy? Like, he's, he's like ultimate version of Nikola Jokic and Domanta Sabonis. And we see like some Sabonis is like triple-double machine. He's like averaging 20, 13, and 8, almost 7 all rate assists. And you just need to play through him and everything will open up for, for the team. And with Kane uh, Porton Jr. out, uh, we can see more of uh, um, Kenyon Martin, KC, because uh, he is as a Houston fan, like 
he is amazing cutter and amazing dunker and just an amazing player. I, I, I really love this guy and I think he needs to play more minutes. But the most important part is how he works great with Shengun. Like most of the Shengun assists are going to look to him. Like whenever he starts Alper and has two or three more assists than, than usual, because he's such a KJ is such a great, great cutter. And when Alper and Shengun catching the ball at the elbow, he'll just throw like over the back and or through the legs or something crazy and to get to assist to, to KJ. And yeah, I think that helps. No Kevin Porter Jr. also helps. I think Jalen Green just played pick and roll uh, because he's not the main point guard. And I think he could he could start as the as a point as a point guard. And he, he should just play through Shengun. And obviously, I, I I can see Shengun having two or three assists just to Jalen Green. And Jalen Green without King Porter Jr. needs to have like a huge usage. I wouldn't be surprised if he shoots like 25 or more field goal items. Mm-hmm. And against the Sacramento Kings defense, obviously not great. I think with that kind of usage, even with low efficiency, he can get over this line. So people might always be concerned about the blowout when the Rockets are involved. Uh, is That's obviously not fact you're not that concerned about that but do you think there's a threat of that the spread is currently uh, around nine to ten yeah i think there is but also operation in the last game had like seven assists at the half time and jalen green did play like 30 minutes played 30 minutes in every game of the season so i think 30 minutes is enough to cover this line but also whenever we think okay this potential blowout let's stay away from the bets this game is probably close more than it's not. And we have like minus one and a half and minus two and a half uh, spread. I think like over the last couple of weeks, we saw more blowouts in a close projections of a game than we saw in a huge, uh, huge spreads. So there is actually not, that's not a rule. And yeah, we just can't keep staying out of these games and great spots because of there is a potential blowout. And it's Kings, man. Like the one game they will come inside and shoot for 50% from the three and score 150 on 140 points. The other game they just miss a couple of threes and the game will build close and they will lose to some worse teams. So yeah, and I, I actually looking forward to see uh Houston Rockets without getting Porter Jr. Because he's sometimes a ball stopper, so I'll just I just want to see how they play. So I, I guess the lesson from that one is trust your numbers. Uh, sort of spread can have a bit of a play here, but trust your numbers when you have a good spot. Don't let the spread scare you away from a good bet. So uh, I like that. I think that's uh, some good wisdom here for the viewers and for myself. Let's go into the recap for today's plays. First of all, in the Magic at the Jazz, love betting against the Jazz when it comes to bigs on this show. Wendell Carter Jr., over 24.5 points, plus rebounds for plus positive odds, plus 105 at DraftKings. Second play is in the Rockets at the Kings. Jalen Green, over 19.5 points. It's probably listed as 20-plus over there. And Alperen Shengun, over 3.5 assists. That's probably also listed at 4-plus on FanDuel. That is minus 115, like I said, at FanDuel. That will wrap up your week on the show. Let's hope to finish in the green on this show. The 3-0 sweep yesterday certainly help do that but if you guys have enjoyed the content so far make sure you have dropped a like on this stream 
If you're watching back, also drop a like and consider subscribing as well for shows like this every single weekday, five times a week. I'm here with Pips to talk NBA and for him to give out his best NBA bets. If you're you're watching on Twitter, please follow us and consider sharing. If you're listening to podcasts for him, rate and review five stars. You want more content for sports betting beyond just the NBA? Visit thehammer.bet for, I mean, the NFL playoffs are this weekend. We have a live show coming up today. On the Forward Progress YouTube channel, visit Forward Progress on YouTube for that live show. It actually it might actually already be started. Uh, check, for, check out Forward Progress, subscribe there, and visit thehammer.bet. And let's hope these bets cash and we can celebrate over the weekend. But in the meantime, we will see you Monday for more from Pick and Roll.